Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. We are back with another episode of the Talk On Podcast after another disappointing result from Liverpool. Liverpool had 30 more shots than Burnley, so it just goes to show after only one goal how poor that shot conversion is right now. We're going to go ahead and talk about that Burnley result give our seat index ratings. I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of Coutinho talk, and we'll look forward to both Leicester games uh, coming up this week and weekend. So got the California boys in tonight. We've got Ali in San Francisco. Ali, what's going on? What's up, Joey? Good to be back on and talking on. Yeah, seems like a little bit more of the same this week, right, with uh, the result going the way that it did. Same old, same old. Yeah, exactly. And we got Jeff in Orange County. Jeff, what's going on, man? Yeah, I blame it on the lack of... California boys in the pod, you take the California boys off, and what happens? Two draws, blowout versus City. So get us back. Fair on. enough. Painter's never on again. There you go. Yeah, you're yeah. out, buddy. Yeah, sorry, Painter, you're done. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and just get right into it. Burnley result. I mean, 30 more shots. That is ridiculous. Liverpool had 35 shots on target. I'm sorry, 35 shots, and then nine, only nine on target though. So, Ali, it goes to show just kind of how poor that conversion rate's going right now. The conversion rate is poor. Our defending is poor. We beat Burnley last season at home. I think it was 2-1. Genie scored. Chan scored. Um, I, I think it was kind of lucky the way we won that game. And this season, I don't think anything's changed. We still can't beat the dross. We had, like you said, we had 30 more shots than Burnley. That was the most in any Premier League game since Manchester United. Um, they had 31 more shots than Burnley in October of 2016. And on both occasions, Burnley left with a point, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty brutal. And Jeff, they, I mean, Burnley's actually having a decent season so far this year. Uh, they've taken points off Tottenham um, and they beat Chelsea actually early in the season as well. Uh, showing a lot better results than they did last season, but they come out and they set up a certain way. And that's what they've just been known to do, especially since they've been up in the Premier League. And it seems like they're, they're just toned. They, they, uh, they just they know what they're doing back there. They're they're really well organized. They have a lot of stamina. You can see it was going until the end of the game. So, you know, they're gonna come out and set up the same way, not make too many changes. So we knew what we were getting, but just clearly it wasn't scoring enough because, you know, if you if you ship one to Burnley, you would think at least at Anfield you can get a couple in the net. You would think. You would think Anfield's become a bit of a fortress and it hasn't Shown that way in a bit of bad form, right? Starting with City and the two draws since. It's not a good trend for Liverpool and versus Burnley. It could be just the way Burnley is, how they set up. It's not a good matchup typically for Liverpool early in the season, especially late in the season. So it's hopefully a trend that will reverse at some point. But, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, Ali, speaking back of, of being at Anfield, um, you, you see exactly how we play our attacking style, especially at home, no restraints, everything out. But it was getting frustrating for sure throughout the game. And, and something I noticed too was Klopp maybe didn't make his substitutions early enough, which is kind of the one bugaboo that we've kind of, we've had about him so far since he's been managers you have the subs there. They're, they're there for a reason. When they came on, they looked really good. Solanke looked great. Um, why do you think he's waiting so long to get him on the pitch? I don't know. I always thought it was a trust thing last season, and he didn't have his players, but he signed his players this season, everyone but probably Van Dyke and getting Kata in early. So it doesn't make sense to me that he didn't <laughs> sub in. There's I mean, no excuses, in, you know? Yeah, there's no excuses. I don't understand. I mean, it's easier said than... It's easier said now than, you know, after the fact, but I'd, I'd like to see Genie instead of Milner in that game. I'd like to see Ox in for Mane, just a straight swap. Yeah. And if we want to start Studge, then rest Bobby. I don't want to see Bobby on the wing or anything like that. He left it to the 75th minute to make a change, which, like we mentioned, it doesn't make any sense. And, and after that, Milner was still on, which that doesn't make sense to me with the way we were playing. Yeah, and you brought up 
what, what I was going to talk about in a little bit. I'm going to go back to front here in a second, but something I did want to point out before we get to the attack was uh, we're planning on talking about a little bit about Bobby, and we, we mentioned it before when he's out wide, he's not nearly as effective, but we'll get we'll get to that when we get to the attack. Let's just start with the back five, Jeff. How do you think Minulay in the back five performed, and would you have liked to have seen any changes uh, in this game? Well, you heard Klopp mince no words about who's his number one keeper. So <laughs> that's been a painful subject for him, but I, I happen to agree with him that he needs to give Karius some minutes and Champions League are those minutes at this point. And in terms of the back line, we could spend the rest of the pod talking about how terrible Dejan Lovren is, because he is. And he, essentially everyone but Matip, which makes Matip look worse. Klavan is third choice, probably be fourth, fifth choice on you know, the top four sides in the Premier League. So, you know, I think the only bright spots have been left back, the emergence of Joe Gomez, which I hope with the cup run allows him to play center back. And unfortunately, we just haven't had left back play, right back play that's consistent, clines out with the injury. So, you know, versus Burnley, versus, you know, Sevilla, it's it's been a really difficult moment we're in a bad moment yeah <laughs> i love how we already have a dig against uh lover and poor guy didn't even play <laughs> well the symptom of you you don't have top quality defense you that was your number number one objective in the off season you didn't accomplish it and here we are early in the season and we're regretting it already it's it's gonna be yeah. a very long well, very long till january i wanted to say something about the goalie situation sorry joey but no, um i i don't understand what's going on i know he he's trying to implement carry us in more and bring him in into you know like the probably the cup games i'm guessing if he puts ward in then well, I'm no just ward's playing confused. He, he, he just he? he even said yeah i was just about okay. to mention that klopp said so, if, unless anything happens tonight ward is playing tomorrow so i just don't understand what's going on then like i've never seen this happen with any team minule in the league ward in cup competitions and carry us in the champions league i, I just it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, you would hope that Ward would have been right back at Huddersfield. He, Klopp even said Wagner asked him if he could he could take him back this year. It really made no sense, in my opinion, unless Klopp is, I guess, I mean, I don't want to word, use the word naive necessarily, but if he really thinks that we're going to be going that far in all those competitions, then I guess you would need three keepers. But then again, I mean, it's not like you need three deep if you're going to be in that many competitions for that one position. You, you definitely could have Karius and Minule cover all those games for sure. So um, it's definitely confusing for me. I agree with you why he's, he still has all three. We mentioned that for sure. Um, but I, I did want to get back to the defense really quick. And, and Ali, I don't think enough people are talking about how big of a, a miss Nathaniel Klein is now. We never really, even when he was playing, we didn't talk much about him because... He was just, he's a solid player. He doesn't, you know, excel in any one thing. He's just been very consistent. You know, he's a six, seven out of 10 for us every game. And it, it shows, I think, right now, um, you know, with, with him and that injury, I think if we had him, we would be playing a lot better. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think he's a little underrated. He's not the best going forward, and Ta is really good going forward, but defensively, he had a stinker. Teams seem to pick him and isolate him now, and it's a it's a trend that's been going on. I think Matip needs to help Trent uh, Trent a little more. I think, like we saw with Milner at the Crystal Palace game, helping Robertson. I think we need a midfielder or, or Matip just babying him a little more and helping him out defensively because going forward he's great. Um, I, it's just hard because he doesn't have he has just go, Joe Gomez fighting for a spot against him so the competition isn't as good as it should be for a kid his age i agree and again i think that joe would be playing center back a lot more if nathaniel wasn't injured i think it's a pretty obvious statement but jeff i agree with you i think we do need to see joe a lot more at center back i've been calling for it for a while so i'm hoping when, when is he supposed to come back by the way nathaniel isn't he on the mend right now isn't he starting training soon it's not clear so Klopp has got him making progress in therapy, but he's not on the training pitch. He's not at Melwood. So we could be looking at he'll be out as long as Lana or perhaps even longer, even into the January transfer window. It's weird. Yeah, and we can even, now that we move up to the midfield, before we get to the players that did play, Jeff, Lalana is definitely a big miss for us. I don't think it it may or may not have changed the results that we've had 
because it's not like we were it's not like we had a terrible game against Burnley. I mean, hell, we had 35 shots. So um, I, I wouldn't say that he's necessarily a game changer, but I do think that we have missed him for sure. Distribution we've missed, absolutely. Yeah, with Lalana, with Jeannie, Jean, go missing, as we know, right? It's, whether it's home or whether it's away, um, for large stretches of the game, they're gone, they're absent. And I think through this stretch, it's been yet another problem, yet another instance of it. Yeah, it's it's true. Um Ali, it's kind of weird how we haven't seen much of Grujic. Uh, I, 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 we wanted to see him a lot more last year, and we still haven't seen much of him this year. So hopefully, you know, in this game against Leicester, we'll be seeing him. But, you know, as far as the players played in this past game, I don't I, I don't think enough people are talking about Hendo still just not performing at the levels we've seen him play at before. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw Chan take his position in the sixth last game, and a lot of people were giving him stick for the goal that we conceded. Um and I want to talk about that really quickly because we're talking about Hendo and we're talking about Sean taking his position in the six. Um, that goal is not because of the way we play. It's not because of our style. It's because of individual errors. And we saw it against City uh, when Clavon just couldn't mark or be positioned correctly. And now we're seeing it against um, a lesser side. Sorry, Burnley. But I don't, there's no way that they should not have enough aggression to get to that ball yep. and be in that position. Clavon's just not in the space correctly. He would win that. It was it was like 6v1 when they scored the goal. 5v6. I mean 5v1. It was insane. And Clavon left his man. You that's, know, yeah, that's not occurrence. that's not because of our system. It's just individual errors. And we saw that against Sevilla with Lovren. We saw it against Sevilla again off a throw-in. Um, it's it's individual errors. It's not our system, and I just wanted to get that straight. Going back to Hendo, he's not a natural six. I don't think he's a good six. I think he and Chan should play six because we don't have anyone else yeah. in our team, and that's I mean, there's not much we can say about that. He's I think Gorich should get a run in the cup, and if he plays well, I think he should push for a starting spot because I really don't think our six is covered right now. Agree 100% with you right there. It's we, They should be playing the six because we don't have anyone else that can play that role right now. I, I still think Emery plays it a little, better, but, little bit better than Hendo, but neither of them are anywhere near you know what we should be having back there, in my opinion, for that specific role. Unless he just keeps playing Emery there and let him grow into that position, but he keeps moving him too much around the midfield for him to really lock down and, and make it, feel like when he's in the 11 he knows that that is his spot so it's definitely a bit frustrating yeah um really can i say something else yeah. um going back to total attempts i think that our defense lost the game but our offense didn't win the game total attempts Dutch had seven continue had seven they're really selfish blah 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 but sean had four and that's a really cool stat i wanted to go back to sean he's playing a six a team like lying really deep i think him having a lot of Attempts still is is a shining light with him playing the six. So that's something we don't normally see with Hendo. Yeah, that's definitely true. You see it more of Hendo when he's playing in that kind of right of a midfielder, left of a midfield role in the, in the three. But yeah, I think Hendo is much more of a, this is my role, this is what I need to do, whereas Chan kind of just plays and I don't want to say loses his mind, but definitely isn't doesn't care as much as sticking to his task and his role and his, you know, kind of position um where if he feels like he can make a run forward he'll do it he'll he'll take risks which is sometimes what you want to see and he's one of the only guys that gives it a go from outside the box that we have as well which we need in that deep lying position but um yeah i mean i guess we've sort of covered it there where we probably would have liked to have seen genie a little bit especially at home even though he's been somewhat of a of a ghost lately uh hendo and sean we just at the moment neither of them are really stepping up you would you would hope one of them would would really try and make this role theirs, especially since they know it's kind of an open battle. One thing I did want to say before was when Milner thought he was coming off, he he uh, it was Sean who got the armband, so I was kind of happy to see that. I love that, um, yeah. Yeah, so I was at least it doesn't really show a pecking order necessarily because nothing's set in stone, but I did like seeing that he was the one who got the band. Um, may, hopefully that helps me with his contract talks. Who knows? But yeah, it was. Just you would have liked to have seen Ox too in there, maybe uh, since he didn't have a straight swap with 
uh, with Mane in the attack. So midfield, sometimes it looks great, like against Arsenal, even though Arsenal was playing a two, two-man pivot where we had three. And then just some games, it doesn't it doesn't look that great. So um, we need a little bit more consistency there for sure. That's obviously all why I went for Keita and looking forward to it next year. Definitely been watching a lot more Leipzig this year, that's for yeah, sure. He's going to be so good. Can't wait. Yeah, and, and he, could, he could play any one of those three roles too. So we'll see how, how things play out, obviously, over the next little bit and, and talk about him, obviously, further down the line. But let's go ahead and move to the attack, Jeff. Mane out. Salah had a great game. Beautiful goal. Um, Sturridge, I know, Ali, you just said that he had, he took a lot of chances, but that's what I want to see out of Sturridge every time he's on the pitch. I mean, I would trust him more than anyone else to, if he had a, you know, a, a go on, on net that his would hit the back of the net more than anyone else. So yeah. I have no, I have absolutely no problem. I know when we were getting him from Chelsea, the huge thing was, is when he was playing on the right wing, he was pretty selfish. Um, but I mean, he's, he's a striker and, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to score. And so I have no problem with him taking as many shots as he did. I had a problem with Coutinho taking as many shots as he did. Oh, we'll, get into the, we'll get into the Coutinho talk after we talk about the attack because I think that's a little bit of a separate subject in and itself, and that's why we didn't Certainly. really mention him right there. So, Jeff, yeah. just as far as the attack went this game, uh, I'd probably I'd like to get all, you know like you to go a little bit into Firmino again. And, and yes, Sturridge was up top, but again, Firmino just not as effective out wide. Yeah, so you said it. <laughs> Nothing more for me to really say there. Uh, Klopp seems convinced that he can play Firmino out there, and he's fine with it. He's like, hey, perfectly capable, no problem. Problem. Firmino is not as effective there. He's more effective in the nine. So let him play there. Uh, I understand that you need somebody in the wing when you've got Mane out, but I, I just would prefer... Firmino elsewhere yeah. and Salah that strike off of the you could say what you want to say about John run a form whatnot him going missing I thought a beautiful ball into Salah and Burnley while it was a travesty of our defense in the first goal it was sort of a travesty in theirs they left Salah gave him so much space a couple seconds later balls in the back of the net shuts everybody up for the moment about his finishing skills so that was really good to see just wish I could have seen Danny put one in the back of the net. It was kind of close. Katina with the ball and him hit, hitting the side net. Like I wanted to see him bury that, but yeah. it's it's coming. He just needs to get a run of form and some confidence. And he stays fit. That that confidence is going to come, and I think he's going to get some minutes in the cup games. Sure, absolutely. And Ali wanted to go to you quickly about Salah. I, I probably need Myth to eat my words time. a little bit about you know last week thinking he needs to convert more. I mean, especially after the season that he did uh, or that he had in the Serie A, not he had an unbelievable season. Um, but it just, I think maybe it's the the kind of stats versus the eye trick where he actually gets into position and has such a great first touch so much, so often and so much more that you would think that you almost expect him to have a little bit of a better final ball. But I know you're going to mention right now how good he actually is in the final third. He is one of the best signings of the season. So Mythbuster time. This is um, off of, I forget who. I think it was Beardsley who posted this on Twitter. Sala with his non-penalty goal per game conversion. It's better than Lukaku. It's better than Sanchez. It's very close with Giroud. Very close to Casa, Ron Van Persie, Studge. So it's it's pretty insane how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> going yeah. forward and finishing for us. And I know, I know you said it's, it's an eye trick. You think he's missing a lot of chances as a clear cut chance against what was a Sevilla where he missed a one on one. He's missed a couple one on ones, but the sky is getting in position. He's fast as hell. Um, he's going to be so good for us. And his, his, um, shot accuracy and finishing has been improving every season. Yeah. I Fiorentina went up a lot more and it went back down, but it's back up, going back up. So I'm really excited to see how far he can go with us. And that first touch, I, I I know I keep talking about it, but especially for that goal, he he's just class. I mean, he's he's just class, like you said, one of the signings of the season for any team. And before we move on, you just mentioned better than Lukaku. Did you guys see Lukaku's celebration, by the way, uh, against Everton? It's just like, dude, your former team, and you go do that. It's just I hate when players <laughs> do that so much. So really glad me, made me hate him even more. But anyways, let's go ahead. And before we get to our seed index ratings, let's let's talk about who some people, me before, think of him as the little magician, and now 
I just don't think much of him at all is, is Phil, little Phil. Um, Jeff, do you believe he should have started that game? What do you think or how do you think Klopp should approach this moving forward? And if you want to tie in kind of sort of how you feel and how you think maybe the general Liverpool fandom feels about him right now. Yeah, it's funny. I'm sure everybody listening to this pod, Liverpool supporters, Liverpool Nation have checked out the Echo article where he gave an interview to Spanish language or maybe it was Portuguese, who knows, in country and talked about the warm reception he got from the supporters and how that was like totally misreading the, you know, his entrance to, you know, Sevilla and his, his play versus Burnley. You know, they're, they're clapping because they want performance. They recognize as a quality player and games on the line. They want to see a result, not because they're totally fine with how he handled the request a minute before the season starts. So I think he's totally misreading and not communicating in, say, English, what everybody in that country speaks. So I, I think that's a huge miss. I think Klopp is trying to get maximum value out of the player that he's got for the balance of the year. So he's putting him in. Whether or not I agree with whether he should be sh- starting, he does need that creativity. He needs quality minutes out of Coutinho. Get the value out of him while you can because you're going to lose him. So I, I don't... I don't begrudge his decision to start him, but you need to start seeing performance out of him. Otherwise, the situation with the fans and the supporters is going to get worse. Yeah, Ali, Phil actually just had a recent interview saying, uh, of course, everybody knows that I wanted to go, and as my family did too, but you know, Liverpool are still uh, one of the biggest clubs globally, and while I'm, you know, I'm here now is what he said, and I'll give it my best. It's obvious that he's going to be leaving soon. Again, he says all the right things in interviews. Um, it, it's his actions that really speak a lot louder for me. And I wouldn't have a problem with him if he didn't go about it the way that he did. Yes, I know that he wants to go. Everybody knows that he wants to go there. But to to fake a back injury, to fake an illness, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous to me. I mean, Suarez stayed on the pitch. Alexis stayed on the pitch when he could. I mean, he, I know he, Alexis said he had a little bit of an illness, but at least he went back to training and started playing with the players. Uh, Mares never left. He, everybody knows he wanted to leave, and he still played really hard for Leicester. So I just... Didn't he take like 15 flights? <laughs> something crazy like that. He was like all over the world. <laughs> but, he, but he still, I mean, he still stayed and he played. It's it's It just, it tells me a little bit of the mindset of those types of players, you know, and... Yes, maybe through Phil's mind was thinking, oh, I, I can't, you know, risk being injured in case, you know, the, then the deal won't go through. And, but at the same time, everybody knows that he can go next year. We were hoping that he would leave next year if he was going to go and not this year. So I, something like I really just lost a lot of love for him. I honestly did. It has nothing. In, yeah. I, I know he's a class player. I, I maybe I'm I'm a like like in the minority here. I didn't like them clapping him on the pitch. I don't know. It just bugged me for some reason. So, really? Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, it just it bugs me. He didn't choose to stay. He wanted to leave. He wanted to leave the club, and I would not have clapped him on the pitch. I don't have a problem with people who did. It's not like a serious issue to me. I just didn't like it. I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm in the minority. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably disagree with the clap part. I think it shows our class as a fan base that we still clapped him on after. But why would you? That's my thing. Us. It's just like, why would but, you want to football, if you knew he tried to leave these days and fake is this? A one, it's a one way street. It's there's no Gerard anymore. There's no Tati. There's these players are gone. They're going to use teams and get somewhere better. And we're going to use players and fuck them off. If they're I not get doing that. Well. But, but then it's again, sorry, street. like Mares did this, like there's, there's players who still play, you know, it's just, it, it was frustrating to me that, he was purposely pushing and, and doing all the wrong things. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm taking a little too how far, you, too. It's just, it how would you me. feel if we got Virgil van Dijk after he went on strike and didn't train with the team? But then again, I wouldn't like. I don't expect Southampton to clap him when he comes on the pitch for them. Now that's the same situation. Like I, I they did, they did the opposite. He came on last this past at the weekend. Came on in like the 80th minute, and they booed. Yeah. So I mean, there's a difference. And, and yes, I'm kind of with Ali that there's there's class in the Liverpool supporters, and I respect that. But 
and this is owing to that theme of there's no Gerards anymore. I mean, a lot of Liverpool fans were in love with the guy, in love with the player. He was saying all the right things. I want to be a legend. The contract we up and no no release clause. You know, they they believed in him in that relationship. And in the end, right before the window closed, you know, him asking for the transfer just proved that he's yet another elite athlete that will do whatever he wants to do. What Joey, what if he turned like changed his mind because of our fan base that we supported him so well and he chose to say let, let, let's just say on. let's just say let's just say we supported him and he loved that and he stayed and played really well for us and he ended up staying until the end of his career. Would you start liking him or loving him again? I mean, no doubt it would naturally grow over time. I'm not saying that it wouldn't and I'm not saying I I don't I still like the guy a lot. Like I think he's, he's our best player. Guy. Yeah, I mean, I just it's, he's our best player, and there's a chance that we could potentially keep him. I don't he, think we will. I, yeah, but, I, I don't think. There's but any because chance. of our because of our fan base and the class that we have, I, I think it was a good call. Like I, we're gonna use him and we're gonna run him into the ground before the World Cup season, and we're gonna try to get the most out of him, I, and we're gonna support him. I don't blame that at all. That. I think that's the way to go. I think you. It is World Cup year. He knows he has to perform. We know we could potentially get the best out of him soon. There's no doubt about it. You play him when you have that in your team. I'm pissed that we didn't play soccer when we had that in our team. That cost us a lot of points. So I'm not as naive to think that like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like the type of guy who's like, oh, like obviously I've joked about, you know, like sit him on the bench, let him rot type of thing. But I don't genuinely think we should be doing that. We need to play the best players that we have. It's I just, all I'm saying is I've, I've lost the love that I had for him. I think just the way that he went about it. And yeah, I it, feel the same way. I don't. I mean, when he scores a screamer, I'm gonna love it because we're winning. But I don't feel the same way. I feel yeah, I just for him. won't have that same feeling. It just. It, but it won't I'm gonna be support there. him because he's the, in a little bullshit. The girl that wanted to break up with you at the deadline is still playing. So <laughs> you know, it, it feels exactly like that. That girl scores a worldie. You're like, mm, awesome in the moment, but I can't have sex with her anymore. Stop. It's good, but I put it there. But I mean, it's just. I think it like naturally just made me love Bobby so much more. I don't know why. Just love love Bobby. I'd see him going at some point just because I feel like it's such a South American thing just to go play for those two big clubs over there. So he'll go to PSG or something. Yeah, I, mean, I could definitely see him there. Actually, that'd be fun. But anyway, <laughs> well, unless unless Klopp like takes some notes out of say Pep's playbook, you assemble a Brazilian enclave at Anfield like. He won't ever be able to do that because he's not spending the money. And he even said, Klopp even said, we looked over Virgil van Dyke's alternatives, what was it, 500 times or something like that. Well, it's like, well, if you looked at him, why didn't you fucking get one? It's, uh, but I don't it's know. not like the club wasn't willing to spend the money. I mean, they had the money right, on the line for Lamar. They had money line for van Dyke at the end of the window. They spent quite a bit up and, to that point. So I, I don't think that's an excuse. I think yeah, the, right, but, it, well, if you position it the right it, way. Though. Yeah, position it the right way, spend it the right way. You could develop a Brazilian enclave. That's a decision, a strategic decision. He'll either make or he won't make. I just say, so, needs to stick with the African players right now. I'm all about it. Get every African player every or Muslim African player. player I don't give a fuck. We have the three best African players in the world. Together. Three yeah. of the four. Aubameyang's the other one, but I think we have three of the four best African get, players. Get his ass in here. Yeah. But hey, I wanted to talk about something. So Coutinho, we saw him away to Burnley last season he took like 300 million shots oh do you remember God, that his old self dude and, and yeah he came back in and since we're talking about Coutinho I wanted to talk about talk about this he took a lot of shots I mean like I mentioned he had a lot of um, chances um, he created five chances Trent Alexander Arnold actually created seven he created five which is pretty impressive with Ta going forward I'd like that um, but the touches. He had 97 touches in this game, and what was crazy was Clavon had 110 touches. That's, That's insane. Brutal. Going back to going back to Coutinho and how he did and performed in the Burnley game, we saw him play against Burnley last season, and he had so many shots and so many chances. It looked like he was just taking a shot every time he got the ball. He's his old self again this game. Exactly, and that's him again this game. And I think it has to do with his form and getting used to the team and I guess him trying to make it better with the fans by scoring, I guess, a worldie or taking yeah. a bunch of shots. But um, going back to his touches in this game, he had 97 touches in the game, and um, which what, what is crazy is <laughs> Clavon had 110, 
He had more touches than Coutinho. Coutinho's running the game for us. Clavon had 110. That's that's where our problem lies. It's it's having Clavon have 110 fucking touches while they have 11 people behind the ball. That happens with Lovren a lot as well. Yeah, the opposition lets him play the ball and is smart because we can't create anything from that side when exactly and teams so know to touches. do that when they play us. It's exactly right. They won't even pressure that that uh, left center back because they just know you know give him the ball. Hopefully he'll make a a bad long pass and and we'll intercept it. Exactly. And also, we're on the Coutinho thing. He had seven total shots or attempts, and one of them was inside the box. So this motherfucker needs to get inside the box more because he also scores really good goals inside the box. So I just don't understand why he doesn't make little late runs into the box like he used to. Yeah. It's it's going to take a little bit of time for him to bet in, and... Eventually, I think, especially with the World Cup coming up, like we mentioned, that he will have to get on form somehow. I mean, he doesn't really have a choice. He knows he's going to have to play well. Yes, he knows that he's pretty much a shoe-in for bar injury for the, the, the squad that they will be naming probably for this um, upcoming World Cup. But if he wants to, to lock down that starting position, he's going to need to perform for Liverpool. So, again... Just to recap that, I know that we all want him to play because it would be stupid not to play your best players, but we all just don't have the the same love for him that we did before. Uh, let's go ahead and yes. move on, gents, though, to our seat index ratings. Jeffrey, give me your positive seat index rating, something that got out of your seat, and then your negative, something that got you slouching back. Quite a bit slouching back, but I'm going to sandwich it, do a little Phil Jackson, start with a positive. So... I'm going to pick a positive that you would never expect me to pick, and that's one Alberto Moreno. Hey. So, versus, that is yeah. my motherfucking boy, dude. That's my yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's your boy. It is I've been calling for him for a year. Right, and I've been calling the opposite. I, I was vociferous, get him out, sell him in the summer. Uh, versus Sevilla for most of the season, you know, his performance has been fantastic. Uh, the first goal versus Sevilla, that cross, um, we've seen it already in a few matches. I think it's maybe the you know most unlikely turnaround for the Spaniard, and you know could he end up representing for his national team at some point if this performance continues? Like we thought he was gone in the summer, he's here. Amen. Good good ups to him. And then the negative, of course, for me it was Coutinho's return uh, from his poor performance versus Sevilla, mediocre. A couple would be assists versus Burnley, same result. And post match fans love me just as much. No big deal, bro. Uh, just doesn't have the skill to justify the Suarez treatment. And for me, it's already old. So who knows what will happen from here. Yeah, it's it's definitely true. It's Like we had mentioned, we could go ad nauseum. I feel like we could do a full podcast on him right now. But We've done enough. Yeah, I, I feel, just feelings will. No, definitely worth, though, worth having that as a negative um, coming back and kind of how he performed. So, Ali, positive and negative seed next. What do you got? My positive is not Liverpool, it's Everton. So Everton's Premier League away record versus Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Manchester United played 71 games. They've won one. They've drawn 24 and lost 46. Fuck off, Everton. Holy shit. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> that got me out of my seat. Um, my, po- <laughs> my, my negative is just the way we still set up against the Dross. I just, we can't do it. And we have 14 other Dross teams to play. I'm frightened. It's not the game against City that scares me. It's a game against Burnley, against Crystal Palace, against Watford. These yeah, other games that scare me. Just while we're on the subject and people are just like, oh, you know, we, we drew, that's okay. They, you know, they did take points off of Chelsea and, and Tottenham. But yeah, these are the games that we look back on and like, I, we should not have lost to these teams. It's the games we look back on and had this many shots on net and, and such a poor conversion rate and grow frustrated with. We got, I think personally, we got a little lucky last year, only making the Champions League by one point over Arsenal. Yes, Arsenal had a very tumultuous season, but I mean, we, we got to start beating these teams because I don't think that we can continue to have the record that we do against the top six clubs. I mean, already lost big to City. We're not going to continue to have this great of a run against them. It's been amazing what Klopp has done against them so far since he's been here. So we just we need to start beating the Dross, like you said, and it's super disappointing. I mean, Salake was really close to scoring, 
We could have had a penalty before that play. Yeah, we could have had a penalty before that play with Salah. And they were very close to scoring as well, so it could have gone either way, which scares me. We yeah, should no be one winning that. Bobby either. So, um, but yeah, it was. Anyways, I'll go ahead and get to uh, my positive and negative seat index. Uh, positive, no one mentioned. It felt like it was a pretty obvious one. That's why you guys didn't. Uh, Salah, that that touch and that finish. I don't remember. I haven't. I swear, I don't really remember too many times in recent years where we responded like that. Where a team will score against us. A lot of times I feel like in recent years we kind of crumble and we, and we don't get back up a lot for it, but to go down what no more than two minutes later and just score like that, shut the away fans up and at least Love gave it. us a chance to get back into the game. So Salah, that run that he's perfected in behind the defense and that touch great pass from memory, but that touch was just phenomenal. And I think he had a great game. And again, like you said, Ali, one of the buys of the summer, we're beginning to see why, uh, as each game passes, he was what the Premier League player of the month last month as well. So, guys, definitely, definitely changed the way that we played. Yeah. And, you know, we need a player say, like, what's up? Sorry, let me say this on the podcast. You know, the hang loose celebration yeah, he has? Yeah. If he scores 17 goals in the Premier League this season, I'm going to get that tattooed. Perfect. Uh, y'all heard it. Wait, his face or just the hand? No, no, his face with the hand. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You Put said it on 17 your back, times like, in the Premier uh, League? 17 goals in the Premier League. Uh, you heard that, Jeff. I'll go 15. That's more fair. Holy 15. shit. All right. Well, we're going to we're gonna need Ali. Uh, Jeff, let's go ahead and fly into Liverpool soon. We'll help Salah <laughs> with his diet. We'll help him do whatever we need to do to get to make that happen. <laughs> Ali could potentially be getting a tattoo at the end of the year. So that's good news. I'm on the Salah train right now, playing with striker. Let's do it. Um, but again, just going back to it, it's – when Mane got injured, we knew there was going to be times where Mane was going to be out for whatever reason, you know, during the season, whether it's to suspension or injury and just happy to have a player like Salah where we still have that pace. We still have that quality up there. So he was my positive seed index, my negative seed index. We briefly touched upon it. It was Klopp just, it's the one thing I feel like I've said for a while now. It's it's just weird how he waits for so long to put his subs in. It, it makes no sense. Slonke comes on, does real well, um, and it just it's frustrating. It, it's frustrating to me for sure to see that he's not using what we have available to him, um, pretty much ever. I mean, he he rarely has those games where he puts someone in, you know, in in the six sixty whatever minute. Um, what he waited at, what was it, Ali, the 75th minute, I think, this game, which is fine, maybe for your third sub, yep. maybe for your second, but I don't know. It just, it was, it was a, a bit frustrating again for me to see that. So that definitely Subs got me sucks games. back. I don't, I just don't get why we don't use them. Yeah. More yeah. often. And just to have a different dimension when you're playing against a team that they've been playing the same way for, you know, those 60, 70 minutes. You know, we saw it with Solanke when he came on. It was a, it was a whole different dimension. We, you know, he, he brought a lot different. He almost had a goal, hit one right off the post. So, um, yeah, ho- hopefully that changes a little bit. It hasn't so far, so I'm not really expecting it to. But that is the one thing that, that does frustrate me a little bit with Klopp. Um, by the way, have you guys seen all this Klopp out nonsense, how ridiculous it is? I was going to say, so you're not there yet, thank God. Just ridiculous, some of this stuff right now. It's Some, someone's trying fake. to pay for a, Most of it's fake. I love that, it's, though. I, I think it's I, so funny, yeah. If you click on their Twitter profiles, you can see that most of their followers are United fans. <laughs> yeah. or, it, it's just Taking fake. a plane yeah. and flying it over Anfield saying glop out so funny. Like that GoFundMe would probably go to something completely different. He's not even a Liverpool fan. <laughs> um, Insane. Yeah. He's probably a cat guy. That's that's my guess. Is he's, he's definitely not a dog guy. He's a cat guy. All right, I'm hanging up. See you guys. <laughs> Pulling a panther. Not good. Uh, all right, let's get into the what is it? Leicester City game. <laughs> is that how you say it? Um, we, yeah. When's the last time we played two teams in a row like this? Was it Southampton? I think last year, something like that. Um, I think people are going to think you're serious with the Leicester thing, Leicester boys. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully they heard the beginning of the pod when I said Leicester, but um, yeah, Leicester City um, <laughs> playing them twice in the next what six days. Um, I let's just go over because play them tomorrow and then we play them on the twenty. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the Premier League game, but I I did quickly 
want to go in and see because we don't know what kind of lineup they're going to throw out in this cup game and we'll know a little bit more about it in uh in the Premier League game but who would you guys what what big changes would you make to this game who would you like to see play because it's going to give some of the kids a chance for sure like I I'll just throw one out right away is Woodburn for me has to play and we already know Ward is playing totally keeper so Jeff who would you uh, want to see come in for this game that's a great shout. Yeah, for me it was Gruchik. I, I want to see more of him. Solid point that I want to see him fight. I think all of us want to see him fight for midfield a little bit more and maybe get some momentum off the cup games. I think for sure we'll see him. And, yeah, I want to see Woodburn all day long. Anybody that's been watching national team, the effect he's had on on Wales' side. He's been unbelievable. So, yeah, he really has. You know, involved a couple goals just on this last break. So I Is think he he's earned it. 17? Yeah, still 17. That's insane, officially. man. That's crazy. That is crazy. And no one, no one thinks he's got the pace, but he's proven it on the national team level. So yeah, let's check him, check him out in the Premier League. Got a lot of room to grow and shown a lot of good signs. Bale loves him, Ali. Bale's just like obsessed with him. So that's a, that's a good sign. Hopefully he's. I, yeah, I don't even know what I was doing at 17. God damn. <laughs> we we were we were <laughs> job, probably bro. skipping class at 17. I was skipping class to watch Champions League. You were 17. your schedule in high school was ridiculous, dude. Your senior year, you had like weightlifting and that's why ceramics. you're so slow. I failed, yeah, ceramics. I failed ceramics, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I don't even want to go way back, but anyways, <laughs> um, let's Ali. Who else would you want to see in there? Some people have been throwing out Flano to get him in there. Maybe that means uh, Joe Gomez at center back. What Joe you- Gomez at center back is cool. Ward in the back is cool. I think I'm excited to see Solanke actually yes. start, and then Danny Ings if he's not injured or has a knock. I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Where would you would you play Danny on the left wing then? Maybe I, I would, and then take Solanke out and put him up front after we take him out and bring someone else in. So who, Woodburn for me is a, is a tricky one. Do you play him more as a center attacking mid or as a left winger? Because it, I mean, he obviously has a lot of room room to to grow, and, and Klopp's going to play him in a bunch of different positions to see where he likes him best. But I thought he was playing really well as a center attacking mid when, uh, what was it? I think I forgot who it was against, but it was the, not the last time he played for us, but the time before. Um, it really depends on what formation we start with. If we're going to do four, three, three, or if we're going to do a diamond Klopp usually does a four, three, three. So I just put him on the wings at that point. Um, so who would you want to see come in midfield besides Grievich then? I, Actually, don't know who, because we need someone. At this point, I wish we had uh, Lalana not injured. I wish we had Mane not, not because of not Mane not banned, but because we need more players playing. Mm-hmm. Not Mane playing, but someone else playing. Um, I think Ox is going to play for sure. So yeah, he should. I mean, he should play. get some minutes for sure. Absolutely. I think yeah, the fans yeah. want to see it really bad too. So I mean, unless, which I don't think he's. Klopp is thinking about playing and starting him at the weekend, but unless he plans to have him feature heavily, then yeah, I would love to see him start. So uh, we might see Hendo, Grujic, and Ox. I'm not sure, but that might be a possibility. Have our captain in there. Yeah, I'd like to see Grujic for sure. He's he's one I've been wanting to see on the pitch a lot recently. But uh, he's going to score a twenty yarder for sure. Yeah, yeah. He he loved to to rip one outside the box. Would you have who is it, Moreno or Robertson at left back? I would give it to Robertson again. Mm-hmm. I want Marina to rest and play in the Champions League and the league again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I know Ali, you and I are, and, and CJ. I'm a huge and CJ. Like, we love him so much. Just, it was obvious when Coutinho came back that he just hung out with Marino for the first two days because he knew Marino didn't give a crap. He's just, it was, oh man, love him. Love the guy so much. But let's go ahead and then move toward, uh, to the game at the weekend, the Premier League game. Big game I'm for us right now. Yeah, we we need to, to get this W. We can't keep slipping in the table right now, especially with both Manchester teams playing the way they are. I don't think we have many expectations of winning the title, and it was nice that Chelsea and Arsenal drew, and then Spurs slipped up at Swansea, so it was a big chance for us to take some points, but we cannot slip up again this weekend, Ellie. Stop saying slip up, dude. We cannot slip up uh, again. We <laughs> go again. Um, So I did a stats piece on... Dribbling, it's on uh, the football, shameless plug. It's on footballpierce.com if you click on curated stats and click on one of the topics. Check out the merch, check out the merch. Check it out, check out the merch too. It's going to help us keep the website up. It's actually really cool stuff, by the way. Anyways, 
the dribbling stats I did, um, Ox was successful takeouts. I'm just going to bring this up really quickly before I get into Lester. 17 successful takeouts after four game weeks, and that yeah. was mostly against uh, Arsenal, and that's exactly as much as all of Everton, which is hilarious. Another dig at Everton. But um, going towards Vardy and his penalty box touches, I did a weird thing where you look at the penalty box touches and how many goals and how many touches per goals it would take them to to, to score a goal. Uh-huh. And Vardy has the best ratio in all the league right now. Yeah, after the way this, they after play four too. Games. Yeah, so the way we can see goals and the way Vardy scores goals, I'm fucking scared because he's had 13 pen box touches and three goals. So it's 4.3 per goal, oh 4.3 touches. So this guy literally, if he gets a touch in the box against Lovren or someone, he's going to score. He also scored a worldie against us too last year. So, Oh, my God. I yeah, remember that. Was, that. Yeah. Oh, two know. years ago, right? Two years that yeah. is that. It was the, the title-winning yeah. season, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. It was like a 30-yard goal. It was filthy. Yeah, but... Yeah, the way they play definitely makes sense for him to have that that type of ratio. Um, you know, Mars is still there. They they have a solid team um, still. You know, they they didn't lose a, an insane amount of important players. Um, it is a scary one to, to go into this weekend, and we don't have another home game till is it against Man U in about a month or something like that. So um, we need to definitely pick up these points. So Jeff, no playing Genie or what? I would expect the the same three that have been playing. Maybe Jean, Hendo, and Genie, same uh, same three, and see if they can get some rhythm. Because you're right. I mean, it's two teams that are opposing each other with about the same run of form. So, you know, we've been a couple draws and a loss. They've been a couple losses and a draw. Interesting to see how we match up in the cup game and then at the weekend with the, the one that really counts. We 100% need the three points, not drop into one or another loss. We need to pull ourselves out after the, the five nil at city. And I think we'll, think we'll show up. Yeah, we need to Ali. Like you were saying, this scares me having Clavon or Lovren back there with the potential of Moreno getting far up the pitch. Yes. He has the pace to recover, but I feel like we got to play Joe Gomez at right back, at least to have a little bit more defensive stability. What do you think? I was going to say that I was listening to the AI um, pro podcast with Ian Mulby and he was saying right now at this moment in time, we should play Joe Gomez because stability is more important than going forward because our offense can score. Right. So I think because of our center back situation, not getting Van Dyke, I think Joe Gomez is a safer, I guess, safer pick, especially away from home. So I totally agree with that. I think Joe Gomez should get a chance there. And then, what else do you think we're gonna have to do? It's it's not a it's not a fun team to play because their you know their niches to to counterattack. And while we we're gonna have a lot of the possession most likely, and it just we don't play really well against teams that can sit back and then get on the break. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those games, I guess. But um, but them going forward is gonna be even worse for us. So them going forward on the counter is going to be even harder for us. So we really – last game, I was actually excited about our defensive shape. It was a lapse of positional sense from Clavon at the, for the goal against our field. Um, so I think if we fix that, get him positioned correctly, I think we will be defensively okay to deal with our counterattack. Um, and going forward, I'm not worried about going forward. I think we can figure out how to score. We have – the best front three, I think, in the league right now, or second best in the league, probably behind City. Um, so I'm not afraid of scoring. I'm afraid of defending, and I think our defensive shape last game, if I take any positives away from it, I think our defensive shape was, for the most part, pretty pretty good. Yeah. God, this is it's just a crucial game, it feels like. It, it really does, and especially with all these away games coming up, we really need to pick up ahead of steam before we hit United at home, so... Gents, I will need a score prediction from you. Uh, Jeff? Two in a row. I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-1 result at the weekend. I'll take with that full, for sure. full strength line, lineup. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Allie? We're going to win this 3-2. No, 3-1. 3-2-1. We're going to score three. They're going to score one. Uh, Calling it. With nine, conviction. 9-0. Uh, nine Mata uh, Petters. Because he needs to make up for <laughs> all the ones that he's missed in the past. So, 
Matip, again, I'll say it, he's due for a headed goal. He's been pretty disappointing. We didn't really talk, we didn't re- talk at all about Matip. Uh, we could have gone a while about him. Um, I'm giving him a little bit more time to hopefully have his form change a little bit before I get a little bit more, I guess, nervous than I am right now with him. But yeah, he's due, he's didn't, due a headed goal. Didn't he head a ball at Burnley over the goal, like in yeah. defense? So he, at least functions in one way. Right. He, yeah, that was almost a bad on goal. But, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and get out of here, gents. Need to see uh, – where can we – first of all, everyone, footballpurists.com, like Ali said. New website updated. Check it out. Awesome merchandise, like Ali said. Um, please go on. Uh, you know, we got new podcasts, Canary in Blue. Um, we're doing a lot of things right now. Ali, uh, I know you got some more to say about it. Yeah, just check out the curated stats area. We're doing, we're working hard to break down the stats every week and look at it at a, in a cumulative kind of view. Um, so it's we can really see how cool. We, it's, it's, yeah. it's really, really fucking cool. You guys should definitely check it out the way that's laid out. It, it visually makes things actually a lot easier as well, too. So if you're not like a huge stats person, it still makes it make sense very easily as well. Yeah, so. you can see how each team is doing per week in a whole type of thing, like a large look at it for each sit for each uh, stat that we, we choose and pick from Opta. And then the merchandise, like you said, that just helps us keep the set alive and it actually looks pretty cool. Um, and then we have that new Canary in blue Brazilian esque podcast. So a lot of Coutinho talk, Coutinho talk, Firmino talk, the Brazilian national team. We're going to, we're going to post that soon. So keep a, keep an eye out on that. And Ali, on Twitter, where can we find you? Because I know you guys definitely, if you don't already follow Ali, you should. He, he has a lot of good stats that he's posting right now that he's working hard on. So where can we find you? Yeah, I've been injured for so long. I work from home. <laughs> You've just been out, stats. just so <laughs> bored, just not able to do so anything. Bored. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I can't go out anymore, so I just look at stats. Um, Ali G underscore FP for Twitter. I don't really post on anything else. And Jeffrey, what about you? It's like he actually went out when he was healthy it's a whole different thing um where can people find <laughs> you stay indoors it's got kitties it all makes sense um so i'm at jeff underscore hallett with two l's and two d's on twitter Perfect. and part of the curated stats team yes absolutely yeah. he is yes so definitely check out jeff on twitter as well you can find me at jay vishney on twitter um, by any chance any chicago sports fans at the windy, windy city way hey. on twitter uh and gentlemen like we said, need this big win. I uh, would give a lot of confidence to the team right now, and and they need it. They definitely need it. So, uh, gentlemen, as always, talk on, talk on, brother, talk on, talk on, talk on.